Hello, I'm Alison Creel, founder of Above and Beyond Education, an online portal where every educator is celebrated for the amazing work that they do each and every day. It's a space where you can share what's going really well, celebrate, collaborate and support and so much more. Flying High is the official podcast for Above and Beyond Education, and each week we'll hear from one of our members who share the highlights of what's going well for them in their work in education. Our guest this week is Buki Youssef, who is a senior leader with a passion for edtech and science. She's an education consultant, keynote speaker, and I'm really proud to say that I consider her to be a friend because we go back a really long way to the days when we were both still working full time in schools. And Buki came to me to support me with developing the science curriculum in my school because I didn't want science to be taught in a traditional way. I wanted it to be much more global and interactive um, and interlinked so that the children had a better understanding of how science fits in with the world. Um, And so that was her her remit. Nothing, I never ever asked people to do anything easy for me, but she absolutely came and rose to the challenge and worked with my team and everybody absolutely loved her. And the one thing that I've noticed watching uh, Buki rise into this world of her own um, platform over the past few years is just how many people are absolutely drawn to your warmth and your uh, can-do attitude and your quiet dignity as well. And so uh, Buki, Hi, and thank you so much for agreeing to be one of the guests on the Flying High podcast. Thank you, Alison. Well, thank you for such a a lovely introduction and thank you for the invitation and opportunity to be here. Brilliant. So um, you know that there's a standard little way in which we do these things. Buki was just sort of saying to me, so, you know, do you edit, do you do all of these things? I said, no, 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 it's a staff room chat. It's meant to be really informal. So uh, we're going to keep it that way. But what I'd really love you to do, Buki, is to just tell everyone about your journey and how you've come to be doing the incredible things that you're doing now, because you do diverse employment with style, right? <laughs> yes, well, I, I can talk about that because this, what I'm doing now, it's, a, it's a, a variety of different things. Variety is the spice of life. And I love, I live, I live by that mantra. And um, when I was working in one particular academy, which I loved, um, it was an outstanding academy. Um, and I was a senior leader there. People were asking me, because I, was, I, was, I had made this decision to leave, what, what are you going to be doing next? And I turned and said, you know what, if I could have my ideal role, I would work part time in a school because I love working, you know, and being part of the school community. For me, that just, you know, that really is, it just lifts me up, it lifts my spirit. It's just such um, an invigorating, um, it's such an invigorating community to be part of. But... I also want the opportunity to do my own thing because you mentioned about that I love the ed tech, you know, the leadership coaching that I do, the consultancy. I love teaching and learning and leadership management, and I like to be involved in a very, you know, in various projects. But I thought, how can I make both of those work? Work part time in this school, and also do these things myself. So that's that's basically how I came to do what I'm doing. And, and I remember having a conversation at the time with my one of my colleagues who was a friend as well. She said, 
I've never heard of such a thing. And I thought, true, but that doesn't mean to say that I can't do it. Yay, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, yeah, so um, I'm always drawn to innovation. I'm always drawn to creativity. I'm always drawn to things, you know, we're exploring and thinking, how can we make this a possibility? And I think this is part of the reason why I'm such an enthusiast for EdTech as well, because I genuinely do believe that used well, technology can bring about solutions in ways that we could never imagine. And I'm always drawn to that type of excitement mm. as well. Gosh, so that takes me back to those conversations we had about science, about, you know, how do we make science relevant and interesting mm. and, to make, and, you know, make sense? I didn't want the children to be memorising anything. I wanted them to be intu intuitive in their understanding of it and to see how the dots were joined. And it's really interesting us having that conversation and then you talking about the very same thing mm -hmm. but applying it to yourself as a consultant or as a teacher working in um, a range of different uh, settings and in a range of different ways plus the way in which tech is used so it's one conversation really isn't it it is it is I think it's part of part of it is me being true to myself I I always when I was growing up I always describe myself as quite quirky because I'm drawn to so many different things but then when you, you when you think about well how do you make that work I think we've now moved past the you know idea about you have one job or one you know like you're in one career for life I think that now it's it's more common to, you know, to jump around different things, but also to really pursue your talents and how it may lie in different and land in different ways. So, Bookie, there are not that many women of your heritage in education, especially women who choose to wear uh, a hijab. So can you maybe give us some kind of context to that? And uh, I'm also thinking about someone who might be uh, a prospective ECT or an ECT thinking, mm. well, can I belong? Can I be successful? Can I be accepted? And you kind of show that you can be. So yes. what's, your, what's your story? How do you how do you guide people to um, own own who they are? in the world of education? Well, you can blame my dad for one. <laughs> he basically, he, uh, you know, cause I'm the eldest. Um, so he, he encouraged me just to do as much as you do, can do, go as far as you can. And, you know, like for example, to his particular context when he came to Brittany, things like that, you know, and, and some of the experiences and challenges that he navigated, he didn't allow that to stop him from achieving what he wanted. And I think in a way he passed some of that on to me and saying, okay, if there are particular things that you want to do, accept the challenges, find ways around it, um, and but just go as far as you can do. So I, you know, so I'd say, so I, I you know, you can, you can, um, you can blame him in a way for that. And I think for me, I don't know if it's naivety or just look, you know, this is what I want to do. I will deal with any 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 challenges that I you know that I encounter, and I'm solution focused. So I'm always you know, and I'm a woman of faith as well. So I'm always I'm always of the opinion there is a way around this. I may need to think a bit harder, or have a different approach, or you know, like liaise with people for their advice and guidance. But I'm always of the opinion there you know there are ways around this. And I think it, it took me a while to be comfortable with myself. And that's, um, I don't know if it's an age thing 
or because of who I networked with, or maybe, you know, for example, with, you know, like friends and family who supported me and in a way encouraged me just to um, do the things I love and show up in a way in which I feel um, is more, more authentic for me. But I think you get to a point where uh, you think, this is my life. I've only got one life on this earth. I don't want to spend it worrying or being afraid. And, and part of me laughs internally about saying that because I think there's always the sense of imposter syndrome. You know, we always have the, the negative narrative in our minds, which can make us feel doubtful. But but I'm I'm always thinking, but I want to do this and I'm, I'm excited to do this. How can I be part of that? And, I, and I'm always asking and connecting and looking at ways. Um, it doesn't negate the fact that I have actually encountered, you know, like negative experiences, but I've always thought about, okay, what is the lesson in this that is teaching me? And it might mean that I show up in a different way or operate in a different way or use my voice more. I've, you know, those negative experiences have actually propelled me to stand up more for myself and do more for myself and go more for things as well. So, um, I'm thankful for it, even though I didn't appreciate it at the time. So, yeah, I think it's just if, if there's something I want to do and I genuinely think I'd love to be involved with it, I don't stop. I don't allow my negative thoughts re- really to stop me. I just explore, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You think, can I be part of that or you apply for something? The worst that can happen is you don't get it or you're told no. But that's not the end of the world. There's always a way. But also, if someone says no, because they're not going to accept you for who you are, do you really want to go and struggle? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, and it's not, that's it's my true. mindset. It's true. But then I think, again, as I say, with time and with aid and maybe with life experiences, you get a sense about what do you want to do? Who do you want to work with? What are their values? What are their ethics? You know, how do they show up in the world? Does it resonate with you? I, and I always go by instinct and mm. intuition and vibe. Does it resonate? If it doesn't, I'm not going to push against that. I've learned now. I'm not going to push about that against that. I'll actually explore where my talents, where I will be accepted. And, you know, because you get a greater resonance and something much more powerful is actually achieved that way. Yeah, we've had quite a bit. I mean, we, you, you and I walk and talk every now and again. Yeah, um, they're, and they're really they're, great. They're amazing conversations. <laughs> and I, I think the one thing that we've always concluded is that how important it is for us to feel valued and respected. And that means you can then value and respect in return. And I think as long as we go on, um, making sure that we stand up for ourselves um, yeah. and that, and that we, intu- we choose to engage with people who want to engage with us. Mm-hmm. And, and that means that we fly. And um, you've definitely done incredibly well. Well, as I say, you know, you mentioned about the fact that making sure we've stand up for ourselves. I remember having a conversation with an old friend of mine who has since died. She died of brain cancer about five years ago, actually, a brain tumour. And I, I remember, you know, sharing the difficulties. That's what I'm saying about the network. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, if you, you know who you can actually go to when you need to have those hard you know not you know maybe like heart to heart or maybe potentially hard hitting conversations and you know that they will tell you as it is because mm. you know they've got their back and they genuinely love you to who they are for who you are and I remember there's a particular situation she said to me Bookie you know what you need to stand up for yourself stand yeah. up for yourself since she's moved on and I think to myself right that's what she said to me I will stick up for that and standing up for yourself doesn't need to say that you have to go like all out and be aggressive. I don't like, that's not me. Obviously, I can be angry. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Obviously, you know, anyone else, we have emotional outbursts and things like that. But that is not how I want to show up in the world. And again, you can, you can blame my mother for that. In the fact that you can be dignified in having an argument. You can be dignified in putting your, you know, in putting your point across. And I think it taps into the, the coach within me about the fact that you can have an absolute agreement with someone, disagree fundamentally, but still walk away from that conversation feeling fine mm. with each other. I genuinely believe that. So I think that's part of it. That's, they are the underlying principles of with how I want to operate and be in the world. I was listening to an amazing um, podcast quite recently, which is about having differences. And the fact is that we spend so much time thinking people are the enemy because they have a different perspective to you. Um, and we feel incredibly threatened um, when... Um, we feel very threatened if someone, um, you know, maybe votes differently to you or just sees things differently. But the, there's a podcast series called um, How to Be a Better Human, um, mm. which is a really powerful podcast to listen to. Um, and they had one recently about the fact that, you know, we welcome diversity. We were saying that we, diversity is good. So diversity in thinking is good as well. And it's very powerful, I really think, because um, if I think about, if I think back to how I am now and how I was before, I was very much a black and white, you know, it's going to be this or that. And, um, you know, as I said, having conversation with, you know, like what I refer to as my collective near and dearest, who are very diverse, who've got different opinions. But sitting and listening to someone and who has a who has a different opinion to you at certain things you learn you can learn from them but you can also learn about yourself and mm -hmm. you know and think about well how robust are my ideas what am I actually basing on is it fact or fiction or is it my is is it just um, a depiction of how I think the world should actually be so I don't necessarily think you know having conversations with people that you you know who have different views or vote differently to you is an issue I think that so long as there is room for conversation, room to listen to each other and room to learn, we can always get something out of it. If it's, if it's just my way or the highway, I, I don't engage. I, I genuinely, once I get that sense, there's no point. You know, it's like, why are you, why are you trying to water stones in that regard? There's, there's not a, it's not an environment or a situation in which there will be you know, reciprocal learning or listening to each other. So I, I opt out. I actively opt out because I just think, not the time, not the place. You've coached me on that so often. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but also I think that when people are like that and they become very closed, then it isn't because they're not interested in what you've got to say. They are fearful of change because if yes. they listen to uh, a different perspective because someone's got a, a you know has walked a very different path because that's what it is we've walked different paths which is why we've got a different understanding of the world mm -hmm. um, but as soon as you start listening and thinking well someone you know maybe they've got a point in what they're saying yes. as soon as you get to that you realize you, there's going to have to be a change within you of some kind and not everybody is resilient enough to be able to cope change with is scary you know let's be honest change is scary and if you if you realize that actually you know what I may have been wrong it can sometimes be difficult to admit it to yourself much much less to anyone else 
and then realize, you know what, I've then got to act upon that. So yeah, change, you know, overall, we like our routines. We like things to be the way which they are. We like our creature comforts. To step out of that, I think, takes a certain type of person. And you've got to be really comfortable with the unpredictability of um of situations of life or people but again I'm drawn to that in certain ways and you know I'm drawn to people who have had different life experiences who have different perspectives who think in different ways because I just think gosh you're like another per you know you know you're another human being like I am and yet you're so different why are you so different what makes you different and I just want to listen and learn yeah wonderful I just found that podcast and it's called how to have curious conversations in dangerously divided times. Oh, that's interesting. It's it's a very good listen, a very good listen. I'd highly recommend it. Um, and I'd recommend the podcast, which is how to be a better human. Um, and it's most of it's uh, linked to TED Talks. I think it might even mm-hmm. be produced by TED. Um, okay. But yeah, not the conversation I was expecting to have. But <laughs> me neither. To be always honest, always stray into something deep and amazing. Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I think to answer your question specifically, I got into teaching initially as a bit of an accident. So it started with my sister who was doing her GCSEs. Now, she, I'm more of a science type person and she was almost, always more to do with like sociology and law economics, things I just did not get. So, I, you know, it's just a chance conversation. I said to her, oh, so how are you doing in, how are you doing in your sciences? She said, oh, I'm getting G's. I'm like, what? getting G so I decided to give her like you know like crash caution revision and things like that so she ultimately went from a G to an F <laughs> in about three to four weeks which I was pleased with it shows some improvements and I just thought oh I wonder what it'd be like if I tutored you know like you know started teaching and helping more young people so when the opportunity to I think it was after um when I was doing my master's when the opportunity came to do like tutoring and things like that I, I worked um, on a voluntary basis in a supplementary school. And then I thought, you know what? I think I, I like this. And I decided to go from, I did my degree and the master's was to actually help me go on to my PhD. But partway through that, when I did the tutoring, I thought, actually, you know what? I think I want to teach instead. And the rest is history. Wow. So before that uh lucky accident well I mean you you kind of strayed into teaching by accident um what did you think you wanted to be oh I wanted to do a PhD in um organic chemistry some aspects of organic chemistry or biomedical you know like pharmaceuticals like biomedical organic chemistry medicinal science basically that was what I that was my plan to do yeah well, you never know. You may get back there again. No, 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 no. I think um, I knew at the time as well. I mean, it's, I wanted to go on because of my love of learning. That's why I wanted to do the PhD. And again, it's the you know the exploration, the creativity, the possibilities, the excitements, the what ifs. That's what I was trying to pursue. But I knew that that wouldn't be something I would be interested in. You know, on a long term basis. So, mm. yeah, happy accident. Fantastic. The best, the best accidents are, aren't they? So um, tell us um, what's going really well for you at the moment. What can we amplify? Um, what do people need to look out for in terms of what you're doing at the moment? Gosh, is it, well, there's never an easy answer for me for that. So if I, if I divide that into two aspects, in school mm-hmm. and 
beyond obviously because the way in which I work so yeah. in school what, what's going really well for me is the fact that I'm part of an incredible team um, of teachers and learning mentors who support the young people um, and uh, for people who have not, been, you know, who don't already know, I work at a special school for young people who are aged 14 to 19, and they all have special educational needs and disabilities, as well as, in some cases, we support those with um, social, emotional, mental health as mm -hmm. well. <laughs> but um, post-pandemic, you're seeing more of the mental health aspects that are impacting upon the learning of young people. So what is exciting is... Uh, exciting and challenging is learning about the ways in which we can support them to um, achieve what they possibly can. So we have young people who do GCSEs, sometimes inside of the year, which is an incredible feat because it's a lot. I teach mm -hmm. science. So in that, you know, it's like three subjects in one. And when you can actually have young people who can actually cover that much, it, it shows you in terms about their academic ability. Mm -hmm. what they're able to do and some of it you know gone on to do very well in their GCSEs go on gone on to then go who leave assets and go on to say like six forms and have gone on to uni so it's incredible to see the achievement but it, it it's it takes a lot of work and it's a concerted team effort which is the reason why I'm saying I'm part of a credible team because in our own individual way we collectively support young people in various ways it can be challenging. Like, for example, I, you know, my work week ended on Wednesday and I was <laughs> exhausted for the Thursday. <laughs> and I'd only been in school for one day as well. It takes a lot of effort because for many of the young people they may have experienced, they would have experienced negative, you know, negative no. experiences for schooling and yeah. maybe in addition to that trauma and we can't add to that. So, you know, shouting and giving detentions and putting on people up for things that you made in mainstream setting would not work. Mm. So it's always making sure that we, you know, that we are supportive, encouraging, you know, you have to show your best mm -hmm. for them to, for them not to be triggered in some cases. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's part of the challenge and stuff like that. But it, uh, yeah, I, I, if, I, I had intended, when I started there in, in February, 2019, my plan was to go there, couple of years take what I've learned from a special educational needs um special school setting and go back into mainstream but I'm still there because <laughs> there's a lot to do and these young people deserve the very best they deserve the very best teachers the very best learning mentors the very best support to and you know allow them to do what they possibly can so that's that's the school setting and external to that um I'm doing a lot with regards to leadership coaching Mm -hmm. um, and basically what I'm doing is supporting middle and senior leaders who primarily, primarily are new to their role and, you know, are looking to enhance their levels of competence, communication or competence. There's always something you can do. But I think where people feel their imposter syndrome or the internal narrative is holding them back, I can support with that. Or if they recognise that they're in an environment that really isn't allowing them to be the type of leader they want to be or to fulfil as much as they want in their leadership, then I can support them in a confidential way in looking about strategies that can help them to be successful. And I, you know, um, I've already started, you know, like a new round of people to actually coach, educators to coach from September. And it's been really incredible and exciting to see how some of them have progressed already in a short amount of time. So yeah, they're, they're some of the things I'm excited about. Absolutely brilliant. I just want to say, 
bookie it's always great chatting to you you are so inspirational it's never dull thank um, you and we have big conversations but they always mm. lots and lots of fun yes. and I'm just so grateful that you've taken time out today to join me on the Flying High podcast and sharing your wisdom and sharing more about Bukhi Yusuf um, and I think everybody should know about you. Oh, um, thank you so much. And I also want to say thanks to our listeners for joining us and to please do go on to our Above and Beyond Education app and on the app, you'll see that there's a Wednesday Winners Forum because we're all winning in some way or other, but we just forget to champion each other and we forget mm -hmm. to talk about it. Um, but uh, that's one space where you can share the good news and the things which are going well for you. And let's reclaim our right to celebrate all the things going well in our schools and in our education communities. Thank you so much, Bookie. Oh, thank you again for inviting me, Alison. It's a pleasure. If you work in education and you'd like to take part in an episode of the Flying High podcast, simply contact me. I'd love to hear from you and we welcome diversity in voices. Thanks to all our Flying High guests and to the education community for working together to make every school a great school. Take good care of you. <laughs>